So, I like to talk about how I process my emotions. This started because I sometimes catch myself suddenly frustrated, um, easily irritated, or emotional, and I'm surprised where it comes from. It just shows in my state of mind, sometimes in my thoughts, and in the words I use. And when it happens, it's tempting to just let it go and to use the it's I'm in a bad mood excuse. But if it happens often enough, it's no longer just a mood that you have. It becomes who you are. So I think it's beneficial to be mindful and to process your emotions so that the person you are and the person you're becoming is a person you choose to be and not a victim. You're not a victim of your emotions. Your emotions don't control you. The people around you don't control you or the environment does not. You're not a product of your environment. You are who you are because that's who you choose to be and that's who you consistently choose to be. So one, it's important to be mindful of your thoughts and feelings. And two, which I don't do enough, is to process your thoughts and feelings. And for me, the real secret is to be aware of God's presence in your life. Um, It sounds cheesy and sounds religious, but it's true. And just being aware of God's presence for me means knowing in your heart not just thinking in your head but knowing in your heart that he is with you every second of the day and what i find helpful is to imagine god beside me throughout the day and if i go through my day and things happen my pc crashes all my data is gone your car broke down someone cuts you in the line I still respond as a kinder and more compassionate person because I know God is beside me. And that grounds me and that, you know, makes me a more compassionate individual overall. And I just have a a better day. But that's not always the case. It actually takes practice to reach that kind of awareness. If you can be aware of God's presence at night because that's when you pray, that's great. If you can be aware of him whenever you eat, because that's when you pray, that's great. Then later on, you can push yourself and see, can you be aware of him every hour of the day, every minute of the day? And so you let that influence you, because when you're in his presence, you act differently. I I feel you're, at least for me, I become a better person. But this practice, it comes and goes for me. Like, there are days when it's easier, and there are days when I have, like, a winning streak that I'm I'm more mindful of him throughout the day. But there are days when I just forget. And I get more, when that happens, you know, I'm, I'm easily irritated and frustrated, and I always react to things that's happening around me. But the important thing is to always just go back and, again, be aware of his presence. But in times when I suddenly get angry or react a certain way that I didn't expect I would and I'm not aware of God's presence, the next best thing is to be aware of yourself at that moment to recognize how you're feeling and how you want to respond. So what happens to me is when sometimes the food on the table isn't to my liking, I get automatically 
grumpy and sad. Or when someone lies to my face, I get frustrated and mad. It's a natural reaction. And sana, the next best thing is to be aware of it and say like, wait, why am I sad? Why am I irritated? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I acting this way? And if I catch myself, which isn't always the case, it's easier to realize that I don't have to be grumpy or my frustration has no use in this situation. Raising my voice won't solve anything. And so you respond better. And if I catch myself, even if I feel sad about the food and grumpy about the food, I won't complain. I won't act on my frustration. But it also happens that I'm aware and I'm frustrated. I I mean, I know in the moment I catch myself, but I can't help but still express my frustrations. And you still choose to act and react on your emotions. And it happens. But usually when you're self-aware, you're able to have this additional guard and have this um, additional barrier before you act out on your emotions but again as i said there are still times when you're not aware of god's presence you're not even aware of yourself and when things happen especially for me when i'm stressed and i have a lot on my plate and something disrupts my preset schedule that will trigger and put me in a bad mood and when I'm not aware and I'm caught up in moments like th- these, you know, I usually let my emotions control me. And and then I regret. I regret it after and beat myself up over it. So, it becomes all the more important to process and understand why I did what I did and why I felt why I, what I felt. So, regardless of how mindful I was from being God-aware to being self-aware or to being not aware at all, it's still important to take time to process what happened. So how do I process this? Usually the system I had is first I will ask myself, why did I get triggered? Why did I feel a certain way or react a certain way? It's important to be able to articulate how you feel and accept them and ask myself, what is it in that situation that triggered me? Was it the situation? So, for example, when I'm driving and I'm stressed when I'm driving because I'm not a good driver or I'm not an experienced driver. And parking in new and unfamiliar place, especially if I have to park in a tight space and cars are lined up behind me waiting for me to park, that is a recipe for disaster and stress for me. So, was it that that triggered you, that situation? Or was it a person, you know, do you dislike this person talking to you? That's why you react a certain way? Or do you like this person so much? So, whatever they say, you accept. Was it the words or the content or the tone of voice that affected you and triggered you? Sometimes you get offended when you're asked certain topics and certain things because... Either it's really close to your heart, it's something you're passionate about, or something that you're going through. And it's usually a combination of these three. 
it's never just one thing. But understanding what is it that triggered you is the first step. And the second step for me is to ask why you felt that way. Where did that emotion come from? So you have to ask yourself why you feel a certain way. Because it's in asking why. Why did you feel frustrated about that topic? Why do you dislike that person so much? Or why do you like that person so much? Whatever it was. It's in asking why that you get to know yourself better. And the deeper you go, the deeper whys and the number of whys you get to question yourself, the better you know yourself, I think. The third step for me is to ask myself, how would I have wanted to respond to that situation? If faced with the same situation one year from now or tomorrow, how would I have wanted to react? And sometimes the ideal response is just to be quiet. Or sometimes I know it's just to to be quiet and to listen. Or sometimes it's just to respond kindly to... Uh, the situation or the person talking to me. And knowing that, imagining how I should have responded helps. And then the question for me, the little question there is, can I really do that? And sometimes you have to take baby steps. If you're not a listener, then you take baby steps. You listen more every day. If you're not kind, you try to be kinder every day. So that when you do these little steps, you're able to, you're equipped to be able to do that big step, that big kindness, that big listening and being quiet once the tsunami comes into your life. So that's the third step. And as an addition to all of that, Another dimension I would add, depending on the situation, is to repeat that same process to the other party. So especially when another person is mad at you, or someone disrespects you, judges you, or really just hurts you, you try to do that same process of understanding what triggered them. Was it you, the person? that they were attacking or was it the environment you found yourself in you were in a stressful workplace and that triggered this other person a lot or was it the content was it the words that you were using and i remember that there are times when my mother would get frustrated at work and she would vent out to me and i would get frustrated as well because i agree with her And she would vent and rant. And in turn, I would vent and rant at her. And instead of just listening to her, I would talk about the complexities of the issue, like fuel on her frustration and talk about the inefficiencies behind it. And we go a downward spiral. When all she wanted to do in the first place was rant, I was feeding to her negative energy. I I wasn't really listening to her. And suddenly we had a situation where two people were just venting out their emotions on each other and it would turn into an argument. But we weren't even looking to argue at the beginning. So it takes practice to be mindful, especially with people whose habits, attitudes, and quirks. You already know, it it, it takes a conscious effort to be consistently 
to be consistent and to practice to understand where um, a person is coming from. And in this way, I hope no, we understand each other better. And I do this especially for, I hope I do this, for people I love because they are people who are worth investing your time and reflections and energies on. They're worth getting to know and to know deeper and better each time. And so once I do that whole process of reversing it and trying to understand it from the other person's point of view, what triggered them, why they felt that way, where they were coming from, I go back to my original plan of how I want to respond to the same situation. And I just ask myself basically if uh, my response would change. So there, before I close, I'd like to share what I realized from this process. That sometimes we react a certain way and we do it because it's a safe space. I realize that I don't have any emotional filters with people that are closest to me, which is kind of good for an introvert. You see, when you meet a stranger, you don't unload all your problems, your fears, anxieties, or insecurities. But the closer you get to a person, like a loved one, a husband, a wife, a parent, or just a good friend, we can be our most true and authentic self, where you can do anything, and you know they will still love you. But sometimes, we take it as a license to disrespect them or take advantage of them sometimes i get very unreasonable about food i get grumpy when i don't like the food on the table but see i only react that way in front of my mother because my mother she she is like my haven no my safe space she would do everything to make you comfortable go above and beyond to give you what you want because she loves you. She loves me. And being unmindful and taking all of that for granted, I slowly, you know, took that space, that safe space and love, safe and loving space into something where I can be queen and she will be my servant and take advantage of her love and kindness. Again, so dramatic. And the people you love, you see, are sometimes the people you can take advantage of. Because they let you. And it's a reminder that love is not a license or a hall pass to take advantage of people. Especially for people like my mother who loves so selflessly. With no limitations and kind of, kind of no demand for something in return. Almost as if she will love you even if you disrespect her. And as a parallel to that, you know, that is also how God is. God just accepts everything about you. And it's so loving and so guilt-tripping also. That no matter what you do, God will still love you. It's not a license to disrespect or to take advantage of God. And take it as a permission that you can always sin. Because God will love you anyway. Because if you love someone... You will feel bad when you take advantage of them, when you disrespect them. And you will try to understand your emotions, why you did a certain way, and maybe come up with a process like this one. So, 
So this is my process. That number one, you always be mindful of the subtle feelings and the movements of your heart. And number two, to process them and understand yourself and others better and to plan how you would want to respond the next time. And sometimes even after you've reflected and you've written all of this down, you repeat the same patterns and do the same mistakes. And that's fine. You know, you should cut yourself some slack. Sure, you you should feel bad about it because you did something you're not happy about. But you get over that. And as long as you try to understand yourself again, as long as you try to do better next time, it's okay. The effort is more important to me because I believe the longer that you um, invest in it, the longer time that you try to digest and process why you reacted a certain way, you'd have higher chances of reacting better the next time. This is something I don't even do a lot of, but it's also a reminder for me to process my emotions more. So there. So thank you for listening to this long episode. I hope you strive to be more mindful to really, if you got anything from all of this, is just to be mindful of God's presence in your life and you let that guide you. If not, just to work on being self-aware and guard your own feelings and understanding of yourself and the people around you.